Sky Caramba for the week of November 21st to 27th, 2021. In 2013, there was a social media contest called the Great Giraffe Challenge. If you incorrectly answered a question, you were supposed to change your profile picture to that of a giraffe. I came up with an alternative giraffe challenge. Did you know there's a giraffe among the constellations? It's not a classic constellation with legends that go back thousands of years. Rather, German astronomer Jakob Bartsch first drew it in 1624. In reverence to the ancient Greeks, Bartsch named it Camelopardus for camel leopard. The Greeks long ago thought a giraffe had a camel's head and a leopard's spots. Astronomers have since adjusted the name to Camelopardalus. The brightest stars in Camelopardalus are fourth magnitude, so it's a dim constellation. It's also a very northern group of stars, so from much of the northern hemisphere, the constellation is circumpolar. You can see it any night of the year, provided you're not so far north that the daylight doesn't end overnight. The best way to find Camelopardalus is to identify the Little Dipper. The star at the end of the Little Dipper's handle is the North Star, or Polaris. You'll find the celestial giraffe on the opposite side of Polaris. However, unlike the Dipper, the animal isn't connected to Polaris. If you're already familiar with the northern circumpolar constellations, you can also make a circular sweep around the North Star. Start at the Little Dipper and go clockwise through Cepheus, and then to Cassiopeia, and finally to Camelopardalus. The challenge part is in trying to make out a giraffe from these stars. Look up Camelopardalus constellation art to see how other people have done it. And incidentally, I lost the Great Giraffe Challenge online, so I temporarily changed my Facebook profile picture to a giraffe looking into an airplane window. This week, Americans celebrate Thanksgiving. It's been 400 years since the harvest celebration that inspired the holiday. I'd like to tell you what the pilgrims and the Wampanoag people saw in the sky that fine evening. Unfortunately, no one's certain what the date was. It could have been in September or October. Late November is unlikely because that would have been a very late harvest. But if we can settle for something a little more general... Here's what happened in the sky in the autumn of 1621. Seeing Venus provided an unusual challenge. It hung barely above the horizon as the sun set in September, October, and November. There wasn't light pollution like we have today, but a few clouds near the horizon would hide the planet. Finding Venus got much easier later in November. Venus was on its way to an evening sky pair-up with Mars in January 1622. Mars was low in the south in Sagittarius when darkness set in. As the leaves changed colors and the breezes blew colder, Sagittarius slid westward from Mars and the red planet almost hovered in place as Capricornus approached. After midnight, Jupiter was at the feet of Gemini on the Castor side of the constellation, while Saturn was off to the side of the twins on the opposite side. Jupiter barely moved eastward until it was stationary in mid-October and then changed direction. Saturn moved eastward until it went stationary in late October. A fine addition they were to that section of the sky with Orion to the south of them and Canis Major rising a little later. 
In late September and early October, Mercury appeared below Leo before sunrise, and then it vanished into the sun's glare. There was a solar eclipse in November 1621, however, none of it was visible in North America. Turkey is the main feature of American Thanksgiving meals, even though the pilgrims and the Wampanoag didn't eat it. There aren't any turkeys among our constellations, at least not any whole ones. Some Native American cultures did see a stretched-out turkey foot when they looked at the stars now known as Cygnus the Swan. Not a lot of people will get to see it, but there's going to be a total solar eclipse next week. It'll be on Saturday, December 4th. The path of totality starts at sunrise between the Falkland Islands and South Georgia Island, east of southern South America. It crosses western Antarctica, traversing Marie Birdland and exiting the continent at Little America. It'll end with the sunset off the coast. Partial phases will be visible from all of Antarctica, far southern Africa, and Tasmania. Much of the southern Atlantic Ocean, as well as what's now called the Southern Ocean, will get a view. So, it will be visible from a ship or airplane in those areas, and there are eclipse cruises that take people to see such sights. Sky Caramba. <laughs>